Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, September the 20th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, collude, which means to conspire or plot. Collude. Hope everyone's enjoying their Tuesday. Uh, back to work we go. Back to work we go. Start of the work week, early work week, I should say. Um, just time to go back to work. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Uh, temperatures here in North Carolina, man. Uh, just like predicted, it is back in the 90s, and you can feel it. Humidity's not that great, but you can still feel those 90 degrees. And today they're saying it's going to get up to 90-something and then the rest of the week. But Thursday night, we are expecting some rain that is going to uh, produce some cool temperatures. Some fall temperatures, I should say. Man, uh, much needed, much needed. Uh, Like I say, I love the summer, but man, I'm tired of this heat. I just am, I just am. And uh, update, the Hurricane Fiona, man, uh, Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic, uh, they are getting or have been hammered by Fiona. Uh, as predicted also, floods, strong high winds, mudslides. Uh, the whole island of Puerto Rico, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're putting pretty much without power. And it's leaving folks scrambling around, you know, looking for gas, clean water to, to just run the gamut of what happens when these hurricanes come comes through. Man, uh, like I said, the Dominican Republic, uh, they got a little, well, they got it too. Puerto Rico got it first. And, and well, the storm is, is it has increased in intensity and power, but uh, it's really not expected to uh, make landfall again. Uh, in fact, along the North Carolina coast, they're saying we could see some high waves, uh, good for surfing, and some riptides also, but it is expected just to increase and intensify and then just go out to sea and just wither away, I guess. So uh, uh, glad it's not making landfall here, but I uh, pray for those of Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Got to keep those people in prayer. Uh, coincidentally, this is uh, the anniversary or it was the anniversary when Fiona uh, hit Sunday it was the anniversary of uh, five years ago, 2017. Hurricane Maria pretty much did the same thing to Puerto Rico. So a five-year anniversary, and here comes another hurricane destroying the island. Man, pray for him. Pray for him. Beautiful place, but hey, I mean, when those hurricanes come through, Dominican Republic, Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, any of the U.S. Virgin Islands, the Caribbeans. They are just islands sitting out in the water. So those hurricanes, they come and they roll right over them. They just do. It's just a fact of life. It is, it is, it is. Man, all right, let's move along here. Man, uh, last night, Monday night football. Ha-ha. Ah, man, the Buffalo Bills continue, continue to run over teams and wreck shots. They put up 41 points, and they beat the Titans 41 to 7. Wow, the Bills look like they are—they uh, ain't playing no games. They're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty good. 
They are. They are. And also uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Minnesota Vikings 24 to 7. Man, after that stellar performance Minnesota put on last week against Green Bay, they pretty much flopped. Kurt Cousins, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with him. And that defense uh, that, that I had said, man, reminded me uh, last week against the uh, Green Bay Packers of the old, the, the Vikings defense of all old, the, uh, they used to call them the purple people eaters. That's what they reminded me of last week. But this week, they didn't look so tough. They just didn't. Man. And on Sunday, let's go back to Sunday. Let's go back to Sunday. A lot of great games. A lot of great games. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the New Orleans Saints 20 to 10. Uh, a couple of players were ejected for fighting after um, one of the uh, Saints players got up in Tom Brady's football, Tom Brady's face, and his teammates came to his aid. And they, there was a little scuffle, so they got kicked out of the game. They just did. <laughs> yeah, old football Tom. Nobody wants to put that. Uh, nobody on that squad wants you to hurt football Tommy. Not going to ruin their chances of going to the Super Bowl, buddy. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Miami Dolphins defeated the Baltimore Ravens 42 to 38. I got to say, the Dolphins aren't looking so bad. I ain't saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but they're certainly, uh, they have improved. And, and for those that doubted uh, Tua, that Dolphins quarterback, I always said he was a good quarterback. He was just young. He had to learn. And he, it's starting to show. Now everybody's on the bandwagon. And the New York Jets defeated the Cleveland Browns 31-30. to And the Carolina Panthers lost to the New York football Giants 16-19. to And, oh, boy. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 20-17. to And, of course, you know the Cowboy fans have ramped up. This is our year. We are them boys. You guys couldn't say nothing last week when you got manhandled. But every time you win, you guys pop up. I tell you, <laughs> I'm just going to go on record here, right here, right now. This ain't your year. You ain't going to no Super Bowl just like always. The Cowboys are going to flop. That's just what they do. That's just what they do. But they won never, uh, nonetheless with a backup quarterback because, as we all know, Dak Prescott is out with that broken hand knee surgery. And uh, the Houston Texan, Texans were defeated by the Denver Broncos, 16-9. to Hmm, how about that? And the Arizona Cardinals defeated, I, I still get, I, I got to get used to saying this, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Cardinals beat them 29-3, to 29-23, to I'm sorry. And the uh, Los Angeles Rams, the uh, Super Bowl champs, looks like they're back in their winning ways. They defeated the Atlanta Falcons, 31-27. to and the 49ers defeated the Seattle Seahawks 27-7. Uh, their starting quarterback went out with a broken ankle, 49ers. So Jimmy G is back. He's back in the lineup. He looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Hey, got to say, got to say. And also, uh, man, hey, how about this one? <laughs> got to get used to saying this name, too. The Washington Commanders were defeated by the Detroit Lions 36 to 27. I got to get used to those two, uh, the Los Angeles Raiders and the Washington Commanders. 
Uh, still got to get used to that. Still got to got to get used to that. And sadly, 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 the Green Bay Packers defeated the Chicago Bears 27-10 on Sunday night football. Uh, I, 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 I hate the Monday morning quarterback or Tuesday morning quarterback, however you word it. Uh, a lot of the once questionable call that many are saying us bear fans, of course, are saying could have uh, helped us get back in the game because we were down was uh, the bears were fourth and in inches and uh, they tried a quarterback sneak and many are saying, Hey, he broke the plane. Uh, I watched the game, watched the review, watched the replay, whatever, however you want to say it. Uh, I don't think that was a quarterback. I mean, a, a touchdown. Uh, got close, but no cigar. That ball didn't cross that plane. That was his elbow and his helmet. The ball, it just didn't. It just didn't. I didn't see that. But more uh, important for me, that call or, or or whatever or what have you, the refs were on the Packers side, like uh, many people always say. Uh, there was some pretty bad play calling by the coach. Back down memory lane, looks like. Here we go. Uh for one thing, he uh, I never I just didn't understand the abandonment of that running game when it was working so well. M- Montgomery was doing what he does, and he was they were making ground, getting yards. They were th- they had the Packers back on their heels. Then they went to the uh, passing game, which was Nolan Void. Let's just say that Nolan Void. So for me, it, it, it and then it showed because uh, in the second half, they went back to the run again and they started moving. They started gaining momentum. That's how uh, they ended up in that fourth and inches with that quarterback sneak. Uh, some questionable play calling. I'm not saying get rid of the guy, but just some questionable play calling. I don't think the refs <laughs> were on the Packers' side. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, maybe that's just me. Hey, I am a diehard Bears fan, but I call it like I see it. Uh, I don't think the refs were on the take. I think it was just some questionable questionable play calling. Nonetheless, the Packers won. And I got to I gotta admit, I got to admit, uh, it does appear Aaron Rodgers does own the Bears. <laughs> He just does. He just does. He always finds a way to win. But I will say this. He does own the Bears. But you can rest assured the Packers are going to flop. They're going to get to that NFC championship game, and then they're going to flop, and that's going to be it. (laughs) Just like the Cowboys. Guys look good in the regular season, but we get to the playoffs, you flop. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I said it. All right, let's move along here. Man, uh, a scam alert. Scam alert here in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Three people were scammed out of more than $73,000 in a matter of days. Wow. Now, if you say it to yourself, well, why, what in the world? How did this happen? There was a, the first man. There was a total of three. Uh, the first victim was a 70-year-old man. He lost $35,000 and gift card scams. Uh, Well, he got a phone call to resolve an issue with his bank card. The scammer was so good, he made made himself sound so official that um, the victim was told, hey, you got to get these gift cards to resolve the issue. So he went out and got these gift cards over uh, 
several days from different stores and and he was told the guy called back and he said hey read those gift card numbers off to me and he did and so much so it snatched thirty five thousand dollars out of this 70 year old's bank account man so yeah he went to several stores collecting gift cards that totaled thirty five thousand dollars read the numbers off to the guy on the phone and that was that bank account gone $35,000 out of there. Now, the second one was another phone call, also stating he was a friend of an 80-year-old victim, 80-year-old male, and he was in trouble with the law, and he needed $18,000 to get out of trouble. So, the next day, he called again and said, hey, I need an additional $15,000 also. Now, the $18,000, the original $18,000, so, uh, someone showed up at the victim's home and he collected that 18000 Then we called back the next day or so and told him he needed that additional 15000 The 80-year-old victim went to the bank, withdrew the, the $15,000 and sent it via mail cash to California. Hit him up for fifteen thousand dollars. Then you hit him up again for eighteen thousand dollars. He made it sound so official and so believable that he was a friend in trouble with the law, and he needed that money, and he needed it bad, man. Thirty-three thousand dollars. Wow, that's 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 unbelievable. That's unconscionable. That's unconscionable. Then and there was a third victim. Now she was in her twenties. And you probably said, well, I can see how he got to those, to those uh, old uh, seniors. But how did he get to the eight to 20 year old? Hey, same thing, phone call. And when she looked at her caller ID, it said it was the Chapel Hill Police Department. So she answered, and the caller claimed to be the chief of the police himself. <laughs> claimed to be the chief of police of, of Chapel Hill, stating that he had received a package with drugs and contraband. And if she wanted the matter to go away, she would have to transfer $5,000 or more to an account, to a Bitcoin account. So she went and withdrew the $5,000 and went to one of those ATMs. I mean, you guys have seen them. I've seen them also. They're in stores. They're in these, uh, what do you call that? There's even some freestanding in some places. There are even some in these smoke shops or vape shops or whatever. These Bitcoin ATMs where you, tra you put your money in and you transfer it into the form of Bitcoin. So the caller said, hey, I'm from the Chapel Hill Police Department. We got a package here with your name on it, and it has drugs and contraband, and you need to go in and withdraw this $5,000, a little over $5,000, and send it to this account via ATM, uh, a Bitcoin ATM, and the package is going to disappear. Uh, first of all, I don't think that's how the police operate. <laughs> If they got a package with your name on it and it has drugs and contraband in it, they're going to show up at your house. They just are. I I, I, I know that's how they operate. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, many people are saying, well, how are these people easily scammed? It's not that they're slow or dumb or stupid. Uh, you could get these phone calls right out of the blue. You might have something going on in your life and you're not thinking clearly and they make it sound so convincing. And you're thinking, hey, just like those, uh, the first one made my bank accounts about ready to be, I got a problem with my bank account. Uh, I got to hurry up and fix this or 
the second victim said, hey, what, I'm a friend. I'm in trouble. I'm I'm in need. I need money. I'm in trouble with the law. Send it. Please help. And then the third got a call, looked at the call ID, said Chapel Hill Police Department. And the guy goes on the phone, said he was the chief of police himself. And there's a package down here with your name on it. And it has drug and contraband. You better come to you better send that money and take care of it or else we're coming to arrest you. It's probably <laughs> That's what the, the police are going to do. First of all, they're going to show up at your damn house. They're not going to call you. They ain't going to give you no courtesy call. So it's not that these people are slow or dumb or stupid or whatever. They just got caught up at the right time. Their mind wasn't thinking. That's how these scammers operate. They're calling you at the most inopportune times, it seems like. And they're running on a gamble also that you're all screwed up in your head mentally or you're not thinking clearly. And then they work their hustle. They just do. They just do that gift card scam. Wow. I, I like I told you, like I tell you, I work in retail. I see a lot of elderly people come in and with that gift card scam. And I'm looking like, where are you sending? Well, why are you got all these gift cards? Where are you send? Who's telling you to send this? No, that's that. I don't think that's legit. You, you, you might want to call to check, uh, check into it. You, you just might. So that, that that's the bottom line for me. They know who they're targeting. These elderly, especially these elderly people, uh, it's not that they're slow or stupid or, or, or senile or whatever, or what have you. The, the phone calls sound co so convincing. They just do. And and these uh, these gift card scams, that's at the top of their list right there. And now it looks like they're getting in, into it with these Bitcoins also. Man, uh, if you have an elderly family member, check on them, advise them. And, and, and tell them, hey, if you get a call like that, that sounds crazy. Call me, and 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 tell them to and tell them to call me, and I'll straighten it out for you. Check on your your, your elderly family members and friends, because this is this is going on throughout the country, and these folks are getting scammed out of a quite nice sized chunk of their money that they've worked for. They just are. Uh, some instances, we hear that bank accounts have been cleared out on a scam. Just, just uh, check in, check in on them. Come on now, uh, got we got to do better than this. We've got to do better than this. And also moving along here, man, uh, looks like evict evictions are on the rise across North Carolina and throughout this country, also. Now, the pandemic relief fund and the eviction moratorium, which all expired months ago, um, it's it's leaving many, many homeless. Uh, so much so here in North Carolina, they're saying there were uh, upwards of 15,000 evictions last month alone. And they're saying that's double from August of 2021. Yeah, it is. Now, they're, what they also said is still lower than the pandemic numbers back in 2019, but experts are saying it will rise so much so they are predicting it to be worse than 2019. We all remember when COVID started, when, when, you know, hey, it came in on the tail end and people were, were out of work in 2020 and 2021, 2020, people were out of work and and. They had that eviction moratorium and, and that pandemic relief fund that was pay, paying uh, some of the, 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 the rent for some landlords that would accept it. But now that that is gone away with, what they're asking, many are saying, so why is it happening so fast with, with, with so many renters being evicted? 
that uh, eviction moratorium is gone. That pandemic relief is gone. Also, a lot of landlords are refusing to um, renew those month-to-month leases. And then they also increase the rent. Or some, in some instances, they, the, the owners of these rental properties are selling. And the new landlord comes in and says, hey, no, I don't want to renew your lease. Uh, and I'm going to raise the rent. And that's well within their rights. You know, many may say that that's that's cruel, but that's life. If, if hey, if they bought that property, they could pretty much do whatever they want to. They don't have to renew your lease. And even the landlord, if they don't buy the property, if it's month to month, they don't have to renew your lease. They just don't. So that pandemic relief and that eviction moratorium is going away with. And these landlords, I got to be honest, just like with many businesses, what we're seeing across this country they're trying to recoup some of their losses from the pandemic. It just are. So if it leaves many out there without uh, nowhere to stay, sad to say, it is what it is. Now, you know, we have this building boom that is going on throughout the country and they're saying, hey, we need more uh, uh, homes or, or rental properties that are for those that, you know, they can't afford the high rent. So you need to make it uh, feasible for them to uh, rent out also. And, you know, a lot of these uh, developers are saying, yeah, we'll do it. We'll a lot so much for this or so much for that. But we'll see about that because I really don't think they're going to be doing too much. But this affordable housing crisis that we are facing. Uh, the bottom line here is that people are, if you're in business, your primary focus and function is to make money, make a profit, produce some revenue. Can't really do it with affordable housing as opposed to uh, having a set rent and have uh, those that can pay and will pay, pay. Uh, not to sound heartless, but that's just the reality of the world we live in. So, yeah, a lot of these landlords and these new owners, they're not renewing these leases and they're raising the rent if they do and people can't afford it. So that's another factor and something to factor into this affordable housing crisis that we have in this country uh, and here in Durham. Uh, like I said, those numbers are, are double from what they were a year or two ago. They just are. And it's not surprising. It, it, it is. It's just not surprising. Uh, a lot of people were left jobless. They, they, uh, hey, they may just now be uh, starting to get back on their feet. Just may, just may. But man, nonetheless, a lot of these landlords and new owners that are buying these properties, rental properties, saying no way, no way. Uh, and then also, you, you guys remember when they did have that uh, pandemic relief fund, a lot of the landlords weren't taking that money also said they didn't want it. Man, uh, certainly found ourselves in, in, in a tight spot now. A continuation of a tight spot, I should say. This uh, COVID, 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 it did it. <laughs> just did, just did, just did. Man, I hate to hear that. Hate to hear that. All right, let's go get it. All right now, oh, wow. Uh, let's talk about the border crisis. We haven't talked about that. I haven't really talked about that. Uh, it's heating back up. 
and it's been a lot of talk and rumblings and a lot of finger pointing and name calling and political boasting. Uh, midterms are right around the corner. So this makes for a hot, hot topic for any candidate. Uh, what's happening is continuing to be a problem. Now, the governor, <laughs> the governors of several Republican states, and I'm not laughing, but the governor, uh, governors of several Republican states along the border, down there around Texas, Arizona, Louisiana, you know, that down there in the border uh, of Mexico or, or whatever, or what have you, uh, has uh, <laughs> has uh, flown or bust a lot of those immigrants to Democratic states like New York and Massachusetts. And this has been going on for a few months. This just didn't happen. Just didn't happen within the past week. This has been going on for a few months. I can remember when uh, the governor of, uh, I believe it was Texas, he sent a busload up to uh, New York, the city of New York. <laughs> and so that left those uh, left uh, New York officials scrambling, trying to find somewhere for them to stay and, and eat. Now, it's, it's come to a, a, a fever pitch because uh, Florida Governor uh Governor DeSantos, a Republican, has um, <laughs> within the past week, he, he a group of 48 immigrants, he bust to uh, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. And now there's a, a, a sheriff here there in, uh, from Texas that is, is requesting an investigation as to how and why he did this, what promise he made to these immigrants, immigrants because they showed up at Martha's Vineyard expecting to find employment and housing and, and something to eat. But when they got there, they it was the complete opposite. So they're saying, hey, what did, the, what, why is he, do, first, why is he doing it? And and second, what is he promising people? They even uh, have shown a pamphlet that, that uh, shows all the great things you're going to receive once we put you on the bus or plane and, and, and ship you off to another state. So they're producing pamphlets. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. But you got to say to yourself, what, what in the world? Now, these governors of these Republican states along this border, they've been complaining for years. They've been telling uh, the media, other government officials, the president, the House, the Senate, hey, look, we can't keep up with this. You, we, we need some help. You guys need to close these bo this, this border. There's too many coming in. They're draining the resources. And there really hasn't been um, money allocated to these border states or border towns down there to help them out. So they're saying, hey, it's bleeding our resources. We're not heartless. We're not... Um, unapologetic we're not this or that but it's not making sense for you to sit keep keep allowing people to come across this border so much so that now we have a border crisis there's far too many people we can't house them we can't feed them so we're going to bust them out and fly them out so there's a chef down in texas that is saying hey wait a minute hold up why are you doing this and, and i guess they found that pamphlet now, they're, they're saying the pamphlet was produced, I think, by uh, uh, Governor DeSantos of, of Florida, DeSantis. Uh, still not too sure if that's true or not. <laughs> still not too sure if that, that is true or not. 
But man, whatever the case, whatever the reasoning, that certainly does open your eye with them busing and flying these immigrants to uh, Democratic, Democratic led and ran states. Uh, yeah, the Republicans are sending a message. They are sending a message. All right, I'm going to stop right here. This is going to be part one, and we're going to have to get into part two. But um, as always, I, I wanted to thank you guys for listening today. And thank you also for uh, lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice, so offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening wherever you are streaming. Hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is going to be part two as we uh, talk about the border crisis we have in this country right now. As I uh, stated in the previous episode, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, it looks like governors of uh, Republican-led states, uh, border states, and down there have been busing and flying immigrants to Democratic-led uh, states here in the United States, New York and Massachusetts. So much so, uh, it appears now, uh, last week, some point in time, Governor of Florida, uh, Republican Governor of Florida, uh, DeSantis, uh, he's under investigation, a Texas sheriff. And the reason why he's under investigation is because he sent or bust 48 migrants, men, women, and children to uh, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts with the promise of work and shelter. But of course, once they got there, they were there was nothing around for them. There was no shelter. There was no food. There was no work. They were supposed to find work at a hotel. When they got there, folks with the, the People of uh, Martha's Vineyard were looking like, why, what in the world is this? And uh, there was a brochure. So uh, they looked at the brochure and they found out what it was. Uh, this isn't the first instance of this happening with them sending um, migrants to uh, the, these uh, northern Democratic-led uh, states and cities. Uh, this has been going on for a few months now. Uh, it first started, I first heard about it about uh, two or three months ago when buses started showing up or planes, uh, uh, some instances they were flown there, started showing up in New York, New York City. So much so now the, the mayor of New York is saying, hey, we may have to have to house these people and cruise ships because we just don't have the space. Yeah, you guys don't have the space. New York City has a huge, huge, huge homeless problem itself with regular citizens. So now they're having to contend with this. So, hey, many are saying, hey, what's wrong with these Republican uh, governors? Why are they being so cruel and insensitive and just being buttheads? Hey, they've been screaming for years. For years, we need some help down here on the border. We don't have the resources. We don't have the space. We don't have the personnel. There's way too many people coming into this country. So much so, I believe this year alone, they're saying they have detained 2 million people. And that's detained because they found a problem with them and, and not just them coming across that border, but they may have been involved in some illegal activities. 
Now, I know many people are going to say, hey, uh, that's just a Republican talking point. Uh, it's not just a Republican talking point. This needs to be an everybody talking point, every citizen in this country talking point that what's going on at that border. It's not you being cruel and insensitive and heartless. It's you being responsible. You taking responsibility and saying, hey, this is this is a great country. And all are welcome, but you just can't walk across that border. There are some things that we need to have in place and we need to implement to ensure that there's that you just can't come through this country, come across that border, and then you get lost. Because now with these new immigration laws, and that's one of the things President Trump was, was trying to fix. Um, under his administration, it was simple. If you crossed in via Mexico, uh, go back and wait while your case is being reviewed. If you came from another South American country and, and, and like Venezuela or something and you were seeking political asylum or, or you wanted a work visa and you, was, you showed up at the border, came across and said you wanted to file your paperwork under the Trump administration. No, go back to that country because they have the same paperwork we have here and we will review your case. I know it sounds heartless because you're thinking about the women and the children, the families that are coming across and they're, they're seeking political asylum. They're running from the uh, drug lords that are down there. Yes, they are. And it is a dire need. It is a, a heart tugging situation. But we cannot just allow any and everybody to cross that border. I'm sorry, we just can't. Now, under the Biden administration, it's pretty much wide open because as we all know, when he got in office, all those uh, President Trump mandates dealing with uh, immigration and the border, he done away with them. He overrode them and, and, and just opened the border. He really has. And if you're saying, no, he hasn't, that, that's absurd. Yes, he has. Anytime you can come across that border and you have thousands of thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people sitting there waiting to be uh, their cases reviewed and processed, and they're, they're just overrunning that border those border towns. Now, I hate to keep harping in on, on this and going back to this, but there was a case here in North Carolina where uh, a month ago, we had um, a sheriff deputy, Wake County Sheriff's deputy that was killed. He was sitting in his patrol car out on a, a, a rural country road at night. I guess something caught his eye. He had went to a call or was on his way to a call. Something caught his eye. They said he got out. He ended up getting killed. And several days or several weeks later, uh, they finally caught up to those that had, had, uh, had done it. It was two immigrants. Now there was two brothers, two immigrant uh, brothers, uh, undocumented immigrants. They they weren't. They were here illegally because one, the one that's saying that actually did the killing, I believe, had already had a gun charge here in Durham. But he, he went to uh, trial in Chapel Hill. He may have been on that line, Durham Chapel Hill line. I don't know. Durham Orange County line. I don't know. Somehow or another, he went before a judge. The judge let him go. And he was free to roam around. And a few weeks to a month later, he did this. Now, how is it? And this is this is show you how how our laws work in this country, how is it that you are undocumented, illegal immigrant in this country with a weapon that you're not supposed to have because you're not a citizen? Uh, I'm sorry, you're just not. You're not a citizen. 
and you get caught with it and the judge lets you go because, hey, for whatever reason, I guess he didn't want to upset those that were saying, hey, he's Spanish speaking. You guys are unfairly targeting him because he's Spanish and he's illegal. Uh, it's not unfairly targeting someone that has committed a crime and, and you're in this country illegally and you got a damn gun and you just, then you just walk out of the courthouse. How does that work? Because a few weeks to a month or so later, he ended up shooting this sheriff deputy. And that's what happens a lot when people come across that border. They don't, they can say anything into, as to account to where they're going to be. And then when you show up there, if you show up there, because those immigration officers are overworked, underpaid, and it's just not enough of them. If you show up there, they're not there. They're somewhere else in another state or two over doing whatever they want to. That's a huge problem with that, this immigration. It just is. No one could convince me otherwise. It's a huge problem. Now, I know many of you out there are going to say these, these Republicans are taking things too far. They're being cruel, heartless, uh, unsympathetic, whatever, what have you. You run the gamut of the words or phrases you want to say. Those Republicans, they're always doing this. No, they aren't. Because there was a Democratic administration back in 1994 that did the same thing. Shut the border down. And that was under the huh, Clinton administration. How about that? Haitians? Everybody remembers the Haitians crossing in 94 when they were coming across fleeing uh, Haiti because of the corrupt government, the gang uh, lords and drug lords or whatever. They came across that straight down there at the bottom of Florida. And hey, uh, I participated. I know what happened full well because I was in the United States Navy in 1994. We were down in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, doing shipboard firefighting training. And we had received, we finished our training and we went out and we were going out on liberty. We had went to Nassau, Bahamas. Great place for a 19 or 20 year old to be. Let me tell you that right now coming out the gate. <laughs> it's a great place. We're out. It was the 4th of July. It was the 4th of July. We're out celebrating. We get the call. Hey, everybody back to the ship. We're pulling out tomorrow. We got Haitian ops. We have to go and pick up Haitians that are quite possibly could be stranded in the ocean. So when it picked them up, when it picked these Haitians up and they were promised, they were promised by the Democratic administration of President Bill Clinton that they were going to, uh, their asylum was going to be granted and they were on their way to Florida. But yet and still, when we picked those uh, people, those peoples up, we turned around and took them back to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and put them in cages. Just it. So it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's a it's a, a political thing. It's what conducive is what is conducive and productive to your administration. Doesn't have anything to do with cruel, heartless Republicans. Democrats did the same thing back in 1994. And also around that time in 1994, there were some Cubans. We all remember Cuba. They, they were fleeing also political asylum. They were allowed into the country. The Haitians were turned away. This was under a Democratic administration, President Bill Clinton. Look it up. I know full well because I participated in it because I was in the United States Navy at that time. 
So it's not a cruel, heartless Republican thing where they're trying to be uh, insensitive and heartless towards people that are struggling and poor and downtrodden. And they, they're no, it's not. It's a political thing. And it, it, it hasn't, it has grown so much to a political problem that now the regular uh, U.S. citizens are chiming in also because a lot of those folks down there on that border, those border towns and communities that, that are American citizens that have lived there all their lives are saying enough is enough. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. There needs to be some policies put in place and it needs to be implemented. You can't, and, you, and they're right. You shouldn't be able to just walk across. You just shouldn't. You can't do that anywhere else in this world we live in. And foreign lands, you can't just walk across from border to border without announcing yourself and, and them running a check on you to make sure you are who you are and you, you, what are you, do, you really doing there. You just can't do that anywhere in this world. So why is the United States so open? I understand the premise of what the United States was found on and, and what it has become by any and all means. If you need asylum and you're, you, you know, the your country you're coming from is so torn up and, and, and destroyed. Yeah, but you still got to do it the right way. There are rules in this country. And just like the way, everywhere else in the world, there are rules and those rules are in place so you can have some, uh, sense of of order without being chaos now, just like i said uh earlier a lot of times when they they these these uh immigrants come in and they say hey i'm here seeking political political asylum or i'm here on a work requesting a work visa or whatever i'm going to be here and then when they go looking for them they're not they're two or three states away some are doing leg are, are legit they are working. They may have gotten there to where they said they were going to be and said, hey, I could get better employment somewhere else. So they go. And then you have some that, yeah, that their purpose, they, they left the country. They were, you know, raising hell and, and running them up to come to the United States to do the exact same thing. It is what it is. So, yeah, there has to be something in place. There has to be. There has got to be some order restored to this border and this immigration issue in this country. Now, I'm not going to say we're being overran, uh, but it's coming pretty much close to it. Now, for, for those Republican governors down there uh, in the border states that are busing and sending, uh, or busing, flying, uh, uh, sending uh, the, the, those immigrants to these Democratic-led states, uh, yeah, it, it sounds pretty bad, and it is, that you would play that game in human life, but they've been screaming for years, and it's been shown that they are in dire needs on these, this border. They need help. Um, you need to put policies in place to correct this. No one uh, should be able just to walk through this country freely. I can't. You can't. We're American citizens. We work, pay taxes. We can't just walk around unannounced. We, we just can't. We can't just walk around uh, going through other countries. 
even if we try to go to Canada, even to Mexico, where a lot of a lot of people are coming through Mexico. And, and if we try our luck in going down there to Mexico like we like they do, I don't think the Mexican government is going to be too welcoming to us. They just aren't. So, yeah, the U.S., in my humble opinion, needs to change its border policy. It has to be changed. There's no way around it. It has to be changed. There's no way in the world we can that we can allow for folks just to come in this country and then you lose track of them. You don't know where they are. Uh, like I said, there may be some that found uh, better prosperity in another state and uh, another state or states away. And then you got these fools that are in uh, this committing crimes, lawlessness. Uh, like I said, the case with this Wake County Sheriff's deputy. That one of the uh, one of those that that actually did the killing had already been to court for a gun charge. And it was discovered he was here illegally. He was undocumented and it was an unregistered gun. He should have never had the gun in his possession, but somehow, some way he walked out of the court. Do you think for a minute that you and I could walk around with a gun that is unregistered and go before a judge and walk out? No. So why was he allowed to walk out? Because he's, he's an immigrant. We don't want to seem cruel and heartless and, and, and we want to seem welcoming. Even though he's undocumented, he's here illegally and he has a damn gun. Weeks or so later or a month or so later, find out and discovered he's committed murder against a law enforcement officer. Should have been held, detained, and sent back. Just should have. Now, some of you may be arguing, well, they need protection too. Uh, a lot of people, they are robbed all the time, assaulted. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But shouldn't be in possession of a gun so much so that uh, weeks or week or so, weeks or so, later, uh, however, or a month or so later, you show up in a crime investigation as a murderer. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. That this this new uh, or 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 this new way of doing things with this border being wide open like it is, no, that's a no for me. That's a, this is a huge problem that needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed right now. Uh, I'm not picking or singling anyone out or any one group out. These are just the facts, and I'm not saying all of those that come here uh, are, are, are criminals, but some are. This is just the facts. You and I can't cross either border to the north or the south of us like that. So why are we allowing people to come through this country like that? Uh, just a thought. I, I'm not being a, a, a butthead. Just a thought. Change that policy. It's a huge problem. Just is. Just is. Well, I'm going to get on out of here today. Um, do a little bit of relaxing. And I hope everyone enjoys their Tuesday. Uh, like I said, temperature here in North Carolina is going to be in the 90s. We're going to get a cool down later on this week, uh, welcoming in uh, fall. I think fall is the the start of fall is Thursday. So we need that cool there. I know I do. I know I do. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So 
offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. Wherever you are listening, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.